For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We'll tear your soul apart. Monster Squad. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we are here again for another episode of the Matt Mark Movie Show. A quick episode, because Mark has things to god dang do this week. He's got to get shit on. So, I'm not kidding. You, again, we're not really a video podcast, but if you could see me, you would see that I'm about to set a timer on my Apple Watch for let's let's call it 40 minutes i'm gonna say 40 minutes and that will this is gonna be different for us it's gonna be a mini episode is what i'm getting to it's not gonna be the giant two-hour affair so um mark what do do you think can we can we do this in 40 45 minutes something like that i think so actually all right so i'm gonna save all my show business and house clean and bullshit like that that i usually do at the top of the episode i'm gonna do that at the end because i don't want to miss a minute with mark mark I'm like Aerosmith. I don't want to miss a thing, dude. <laughs> I don't want to miss a thing. So, Mark, you're watching me. Boom. The Apple timer is set. All we are right. discussing Hulu's Hellraiser. This is the new movie directed by David Bruckner. This is a guy I think, Mark, you're like a fucking hardcore fan of oh this guy. Oh, my God. Yeah, I love his stuff. And I think I've been recommending his stuff to you for a while now. Yes, I mean, he doesn't you have. have much, but the stuff that he has made is pretty damn good. I know him mostly from VHS. You know him from his feature work, like yeah. Night House. Night House was like one of your favorite movies of last year, right? And also The Ritual was dope, too. Oh, I love The Ritual as well. I saw that one, too. I saw that one on Netflix. Uh, now I'm going to admit something that Mark is not going to like. I never saw Night House. <laughs> yeah, I know, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> He also did a, a speaking of compilations, he did a horror compilation. My first uh, introduction to him was The Signal, which was like this. It was three directors and they Dude. were making uh, a little horror film. And it was basically signals coming from a TV and people lose their shit. And Lawrence Fishburne is in it, right? That I, you know what? I think you're thinking of another one called Signal. Lawrence, yeah. And it's about <laughs> that guy. They're on this weird. Yeah. By the way, this was actually a, a good movie, but. They, that was by a guy named oh my god who was jay leno's band leader do you remember that guy kevin eubanks yeah it was something eubanks that was the director's last name was jay something. leno's guitarist was, directed the single movie <laughs> no but i think the director's <laughs> last name was eubanks and it was either william eubanks but you're confusing it for that sci-fi movie where also, like half the guy's head is missing i think i need some applause for fucking knowing offhand yeah, that the know. guy who was the band leader for Jay Leno was Kevin Eubanks. That's a deep ass cut. I did not look <laughs> shit up. Mark, I want to quickly apologize. I did not see Nighthouse, and it makes it doubly bad because Mark actually bought a Blu-ray for me. It's yeah. still sitting on my shelf. I have not watched it yet. It's and part I, of the unwrapped. It is unwrapped. <laughs> I and I, I'm gonna say I'm not as big a Bruckner fan, but I did love the ritual. I really did, which is a fantastic movie, which I think should still be on Netflix. It's a Netflix original. Yeah, it is. They'll have access to it. So definitely go check that out. Perfect for spooky times. And of course, you know, I get down with VHS. Um, Mm -hmm. He has a great segment uh, in in the original VHS, but also VHS 94 he's worked on, which I liked quite a bit. Um, So definitely go check out all those VHS movies. So this guy is in both of our wheelhouses. You with the Signal movie you're obsessed with, because you brought this movie up on the show before. Well, and the Night House up, is the one I'm And the Night House, right, you've talked a lot about on this show. And I've talked a lot about VHS on this show. So this guy, David Bruckner, is bringing us a new vision. This is not a sequel, we should say. Yeah. Because Hellraiser is a franchise. I don't know if you guys have been keeping up at home. 
Hellraiser has like 10 sequels. And they are a giant downward spiral. After I'd say part three, Hell on Earth, that's when you start to get into the real video ones like Bloodlines and Deader and, you know, <laughs> Hellraiser stuck in the internet. Like, you know what I mean? He's like yeah. the internet pin, pinhead. There's um, the, the one where the guy's shooting CDs and stuff like that. Oh, dude, CD is one of the Cenobites. He's in part three. <laughs> that's what I love about the Cenobites. They, they also kept getting more and more uh, ridiculous. There's CD, there's camera, or whatever that guy's name is, Lens. He's got like a fucking VHS video yeah, camera like, in his face. Like, it's anachronistic now because that technology is so it's dead. obsolete. It's like, oh, so it's a VHS he... guy. That guy's not very So it's VHS head and CD... <laughs> do you think those guys are now extinct from hell because those technologies Dude, they're are gonna old? be like ipod guy for the for yeah one of them. you think pinhead has to update them like well i guess i could get the streamer he has an iphone embedded in his forehead <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just into like a fucking usbc lightning cable poking out of his ass it's like a you tail well, with all the like branding and stuff, can you imagine all of a sudden they just become branded properties <laughs> after a while? <laughs> you are For officially sale. the Gatorade streamer. <laughs> you are the Disney Plus chatterer. His name is like Electrolyte or something stupid. Also, we should say thank you, Disney, because Disney owns Hulu. And thanks to Disney, this is crazy to say, we now have a new Predator movie, which is good, and a brand new Hellraiser movie. So thank you, Mickey Mouse, for this brand new look at deliriously hellish S&M figures, the Cenobites. <laughs> uh, we should but say wait. Hellraiser is available on Hulu, so you can go watch this movie right the fuck now. Mark and I are going to be spoiling it. Let me hit this real quick. Spoiler. Spoilers for the new Hellraiser movie. This is not a remake, so it's not going to be things that you've already seen in the 1987 original. This is an all-new movie, so if you don't want to be spoiled, now's your chance to peace out. Mark, what do you got? All right. Well, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do a prediction because I'm curious. I've been really off on my predictions of what you may and may like. Ooh, so on a piece yes. of paper right oh. now, I'm gonna write down what I think you will think of this movie. Oh, this is a good episode. And then, well, I'll reveal it after. So I'm gonna okay. say. All right. I'm I'm watching ready? Mark. I'm Just I'll vamp while you write. I'm watching Mark write his note right now. This is a predictive note. This is funny enough. We brought up Jay Leno at the beginning of the show. This is like a very Tonight Show kind of game. Yeah. <laughs> That we're playing and then at the end of the show we will reveal if mark's hellraiser prediction for me is all right right so now that i've written it i'm gonna there we fold go. it i'm gonna fold it so you don't know put it I'm, in your cd cenobite slot i'm putting it here i love and it i'm not gonna touch it so okay. we know that i have not i believe manipulated you. this in any way and i'll probably be extremely wrong okay <laughs> well how about this then so since you've done that big build up maybe we let you lead mark what are your thoughts on Hulu's Hellraiser? Okay, so first I'm going to have an admission. And I did see the original Hellraiser a long time ago. And I remember being very disappointed with it. And this Hellraiser, to me, was the Hellraiser I wanted. And wow. I, I actually kind of liked it. Granted, there's going to be a lot of caveats because I found the main character, I found her to be extremely annoying. She was like some hipster Brooklyn lady. And oh, am I allowed to say that? Woman, yeah, you young can say woman. that. I don't okay. think I don't think anyway. hipster women listen to this show. I think you're saying <laughs> so. I found that there was way too much yelling, but there were a lot of spooky elements and it kind of turned like monster house. And we had just come back from HHN. So there's part of me that was like, OK, I'm digging this. There's a, there's a lot to like. There was good direction. I love the way it looked. I like that they took their time to tell the story. Uh, visually, I thought it was beautiful. Some of the effects were kind of hit or miss for me in terms of the physical effects. But And I don't want to spoil the Nighthouse for you, but the I can see why they hired him. There are some really cool visual treatments of transitions and just like seeing, I guess, you know, the things out of the corner of your eye that occur in the night house that I wish they had implemented more in this movie. And this one sort of felt like there were parts where they're missing budget, but overall I had a lot of fun with it. I okay. Think. Now I want to ask quickly before I tell you how I feel about the movie is why didn't you like the original Hellraiser? Was it, and, and I'm, I'm holding that in context with your review. Was it that this movie included more of the Cenobites and that's what you were expecting 
yeah. from the original Hellraiser, and because you didn't get that, you were disappointed by it? Because that movie really is not a pinhead movie. A lot of people no, I know that. that. Yeah, it's Here's a movie is- about Frank and his lover and this sadistic woman. Uh, did you hear me fart just now? Because that that, <laughs> that was loud. About a sadistic woman who raises her lover from the dead using the box, which is the device that the Cenobites. Um, that's how you contact the Cenobites. And in order to bring him back to life, she has to lure men, seduce them, lure them and kill them so that the body of Frank can uh, feed on their flesh and be made whole again. It's one of the most disgusting, grotesque, physical effects movies probably ever made. I think it's a good movie. It's not a great movie. Um, no, I, I like I said, I, I don't, enjoyed it. I, but I but I'm saying, I was... no, I enjoy the original, but I, I don't think it's like a five-star movie. To me, the real Hellraiser movie is Hellbound Hellraiser 2. That's the Hellraiser movie because that has... What I, that's exactly what you think it is. What you see on the box, it's a Cenobite movie from straight up off the top. We've got our most famous Cenobites, Pinhead, Butterball, the big fat guy who looks like he's a fat guy in the Matrix. They all look like they're in the Matrix in the original. <laughs> yeah. They're all in those tight leather outfits. Uh, Chatterer. The latex. The latex. Uh, the porcupine spiny kind of woman. Um, I forget her name. Um, but... That to me is the true Hellraiser movie. So it's not like to me Hell, the original Hellraiser is some, you know, uh, sacred text that we can't remake. I was very excited when I heard there was going to be a new Hellraiser because I was like, this is a movie that needs an update. And then when I heard that your favorite guy David Bruckner was going to just straight up reimagine it, not do a remake, I was like, oh, this shit's going to be cool because he's going to do the fan service people want. There's going to be more Cenobites. Um, and I am happy to say there are more Cenobites in this movie. However, I, I kind of like halfway liked it. And for the most part, I found it kind of middling. Um, there were a lot of things I liked, but I got nothing out of it. Like by the end of this Hellraiser movie, I was kind of like, yeah, that was cool. It was what I expected. Do I ever need to see this again? No. If there's a sequel, will I watch? Probably, maybe. Um, so I would, I, I'm going to tell you my soft review for it is... It's got some great, great design, some cool visuals, really nice visuals. David Bruckner knows how to shoot a movie and cut. He knows pacing really well, and he's great at fusing that, like, my mental state's really broken, and it's mixing with reality and fantasy. Like, he does that shit all in the ritual really well, and he does it here a lot, too. There are some great bits that blend reality and hell and and sort of, you know... um, but I, I just kind of was like, blah. Like, I didn't really like yeah. this movie. The only thing I really liked was the new pinhead I thought was badass. And I want to give this lady, I, I believe, I, I don't want to fuck up somebody's pronouns. Her name is Jamie Clayton. And Wikipedia tells me it's she. Uh, she plays the new pinhead or the hell priest, however you want to describe this character. It's the pinhead. It's pinhead. The new pinhead is a lady, her name is Jamie Clayton, and she's fucking awesome in the role. Um, I've seen some complaints online about her voice. I really think the voice is awesome. I love the weird androgynous nature of it. Um, She sounds like modified, like they've done something to her voice, but when I've watched interviews with her, she kind of sounds like that. So she's awesome. She's she's method acting. (laughs) I thought Pinhead was like, Pinhead was my favorite bit of this movie. Yeah. Because I did have problems with some of the other Cenobites that we'll get into. Um, but I'm with you on the humans. Jesus Christ. I didn't like anybody in this movie. Yeah. All the human characters are like razor thin. They start doing dumb stuff by the end of the movie that makes no sense. And I'm with you, man. That main character, that like broad city chick, no good. She is annoying yeah. as hell. I get what they were trying to do. You know, they were like trying to do a thing about addiction and how that's harmful. That's that's her personal hell that she's got to overcome. Um but I found it all kind of obvious and the script was kind of forgettable. And besides some like cool visuals, like, I don't know, man. You know, what's just... funny The most of the stuff that I liked was the things that happened in the backstory or behind the scenes. Like I like the journal entries. I like the different configurations, like the lore of the box out. and the Cenobites. To me, I would have, I know this is a old school Matt and Mark show where we used to talk about how we would want the movie to be, to be honest, I was hoping at the start of it, it was like some rich guy, paying very smart puzzle people 
to do each configuration and watching them die as sacrifices. And I thought that would have been fucking dope. But then it changes to like these annoying people that don't give a fuck about. Yeah. And, and they're um, all annoying. There isn't one yeah. good human in this. There's the cool, the my favorite part. I mean, if we're going to go there, because I know this is a quick episode, but I the parts that I really enjoyed were the ones that were very atmospheric and weird and mainly when they were transitioning between the two worlds. And my favorite one, I think, and I'll ask you what your favorite one is after this is, but my favorite one is when they're in the van and it just starts pulling apart into a tunnel and you hear them. Ar- this is the only time I was like, the arguing makes sense and is cool because it's being used properly. And you hear them arguing in the front part of the van as it's drifting away down a tunnel and the transition is yeah. so fucking it's seamless. And terrifying. And I, I also love, love that, that visual of, of it looked like the taillights reflected off the trees as they were driving. Yeah. But then as it did that cool illusion where the, where the van extended, it just looked hellish like they were traveling into literal hell and it was such a simple like all those cool little things like especially with the lawyer when they're in the old folks home and she like looks and sees a cetobite like in the background and you can kind of see that hell is changing like invading our world or even the little bits where you see the the street they drive over the street and then the street sort of begins to level out yeah. and change and into these pillars. And you see that kind of like uh, MC Escher universe, like yes. horrorscape. That stuff that. was awesome. And, yeah. and you know what it made me think of? Two things. One, because I still have HHN goggles on. I was like, I want a Hellraiser house. And two, I was like, fuck, David Bruckner needs to make a new Nightmare on Elm Street movie because I think he'd be fucking cool. nail it. Yeah, those dream world transitions would yes. be dope. By the way, the the cool thing is that here's the thing is this movie had so many elements of where it could be cool and I think they just focus way too much on these young group of turds that I don't give a fuck about. That house <laughs> the, the other here's the thing too, like going back to what you're saying about I was so angry at these characters. There's one scene where the house they finally make it to the house and it's basically this Faraday cage to keep out the cenobites and it has these different locking mechanisms and it's a trap fucking cool although one of the cinnabites is kind of an idiot and gets stuck in a gate and doesn't know how to extricate itself which <laughs> oh, really yeah. annoyed me because i'm like these are otherworldly creatures and it got foiled by a gate well that so- was annoying to me too because even if you have some magical gate made out of some material or some celestial pattern or something that they couldn't cross it kind of pissed me off because i was like wait a minute why are the cenobites just waiting outside couldn't yeah. pinhead like mind swipe his way inside or her way inside and couldn't they just fuck with her mind and fuck with reality as we've seen them do earlier in the movie to make their way inside i hated the cage bit i thought that was stupid and i also hated here's another big spoiler although again spoiler okay when you activate the box each configuration requires a blood sacrifice meaning when you move the box into its next configuration a little blade pops out and takes your blood yeah. And then that blood opens the next configuration, and that means the Cenobites the come for you it. to claim you, right? And sometimes you can make a deal. Sometimes you could be like, don't take me, take this other person. But they mostly come for you, right? This is bullshit later because they come up with this thing where she uses the box, the main character, Riley, stabs a Cenobite with it. And it's Chatterer, one of the OG ones, which I love seeing Chatterer in there. I did not, we'll talk about the Cenobites in a sec, but she stabs a Cenobite. And then the hooks come and grab the Cenobite. A, I thought that wasn't possible. And B, like, why would makes hell, no why sense. would Pinhead allow that to happen? Yeah, I hated that. Because first, the thing is, like, they're being, and as you see in the end, it doesn't, to spoil the end of the movie, it shows you how a transformation occurs. So you know it's like a ritual and, you know, you're turned into a creature. So it's something that feels sacred the way they do it. And it's always... You know, these people aren't being tortured. To them, it's like another level of experience and feeling. So for it to just get torn apart. And the other thing, this is what it annoyed me because it reminded me of Star Wars when you can use the jump drive to tear through other ships. And I'm like, so what's the stuff? Why isn't their strategy just to start stabbing these motherfucking Cenobites and turning them and getting them ripped apart? Story over. So and it also, to me, it made the Cenobites seem not otherworldly. It made them more human, but in a bad way, because now they're vulnerable. And yes. it also made them less terrifying, because I knew they could be killed. What I liked about the first Hellraiser, these otherworldly creatures, and it's sort of like, you don't want them to get killed easily. They no. should be, like, extremely They should harsh. be invulnerable. Also, yeah. Cenobites, look at the way they're dressed. 
They love pain and torture. If if Chatterer gets stabbed, he would probably love it. Yeah, but I, you know what I thought would have been cool, though? If she stabbed him, this is what I was thinking in my head because I just didn't like it so much. I was like, it would have been so cool if she stabbed the Cenobite. Nothing happens. The Cenobite just takes the box and stabs one of her friends. And it's like, this is right, the consequence. Stabs her. Yeah, this is the, it should be like, this is the consequence of you sort of like a genie when you try to cheat the genie. It's yes. like, this is the response if you try to cheat the system. And the response is that you suffer because someone you love that you have no ability to choose <laughs> is killed. You know, they need to have, it needed more stakes. Everything was like too easy. There was one cool thing that I did like was that the, uh, that main bad guy who was like the oh, rich guy. I like that he came back and it had that weird device when it was basically his like nervous system going. It was pulling his nerves. Yeah, it was like a it was this crazy device because he so in in the beginning of the movie, we should say this good guy or good guy. This This guy, Roland Boyd, uh, discovers the Cenobite box and basically has been luring like sex workers and other runaways, people that nobody's going to know if they go missing to configure the box for him so that he can have contact with Leviathan, which is the God at the end of this, you get an audience with God and then you get to ask for one of the gifts and the gift he asks for is luminal, right? It's like a sensation. Cause he's like yeah. such a pervert. He's, he's fucked everything. He wants some new like sensation spent money on everything. So. And the one thing that the Leviathan gives him is this device that it sticks inside of his body. That is almost look like clockwork or almost like um, I was kind of hoping that it was like he had used that. I, I was at first taken aback by it, but I was sincerely hoping it's like, OK, this guy was from a while ago. I was really hoping it was some crank mechanism that kept him alive. Oh, like he, yeah. Like he designed it as a way to well, at like first stay the way alive. it looked like with the little like, spindles, ah, you know, spinning his nerves. I was like, is this a wench like on the front of a truck? Like and then the Leviathan's literally going to pull him up through the the ceiling but no it's just it's just to fucking torture this guy <laughs> by the um, way the the here's the thing that really bothered me about this movie too is the lore is so much cooler yeah and i don't know if it had to do with budget stuff because unfortunately i didn't have time to read about it but when you see that when he's going through the books and they look cool because the sketches look like actual sketches and they look yes. weathered and there's this thing where it's like a little clipping from an old book, like an etching, and it says audience with God. And you see that triangle. It's fucking yes. Awesome. And you don't expect and you, you don't expect to, to see it. That yeah. was one of the coolest parts. You don't expect to see the Leviathan in that form. And when it happens at the end, and that fucking crazy sky opens up and that like upside down pyramid thing comes into our world. It looks like the cover of like an Iron Maiden album. It looks yeah. fucking crazy. It's dope. I was kind of amazed they went there so soon because I was like, that's surely something you save because they're clearly going to do a sequel, right? Yeah. I, I was so. like, that's surely something you save for part two or even part three. But dude, this movie ends with a giant fucking climactic appearance. Um, I was very happy with that. Um, okay, so l- let's let's talk a little bit about the Cenobites. Uh, and, I, and I wanted to break these out because we have a couple of them on Wikipedia. And I'm going to share my screen. Oh, nice. Here we go. Mark, oh, of by course. The way, yes. Can you remind me after this? I still want to ask you what your favorite transition was that I forgot. Oh, to my ask favorite transition that. was the van. It was yours. Because simply because of that tail light red look in the back and the way it stretched, it was very Elm Street to me. And uh, I say that as a compliment. I, I mm-hmm. truly loved that. That was my favorite. Although I did love just the quick, like, blink and you'll miss it bit with the lawyer in the old folks' home. Like, when she clearly knew, like, oh, fuck. Like they're coming and you, the audience know the Cenobites are coming. Like it's awesome. I love that sort of, cause that, that was the only time in the movie I was nervous, like nervous for a character. And it wasn't that I liked this woman. I was just kind of (laughs) anticipating the, the Cenobites to come. He knows how to build that sense of dread. That's one thing I will say about the director. He's very good at creating these like dreadful scenes where you're like, oh shit, what's yes. going to happen? This movie is dread, dread, dread. You know, tonally, you know what it kind of reminded me of? We were talking about those movies that just make you feel like you want to take a shower, like Don't Breathe 2 <laughs> or 7. I'm not putting them in the same caliber as those movies. I'm just saying those dirty movies that make your soul feel dirty where you're like jesus christ like there's no hope there's no daylight nothing's happy here everything is just sad that's the tone of this movie yeah. with some cool nightmare and elm street visuals mixed in mark let's go let's talk about the cenobites really quick because we've okay. got a limited time with you jamie clayton playing the new pinhead what did you think of her 
I thought she was great. I really, like I said, I don't have attachments to the original, but I do understand his his place in the horror lexicon of like, okay, this is, yeah, um, you know, he's like a very well known character. I thought they did an awesome job. I I thought she was. I liked how she maintained that sereneness that he has. You know, yes, There's like a serene and calmness that makes it even that makes the character even more dreadful. And I thought she is perfect. I didn't see. I saw like. You d- when you think of those characters, you n- actually don't think gender. You're just like, oh, freaky, painful looking person, yes. you know, freaky and hell I- angels. Yeah. So I thought like if anyone has anything to complain about it, I really can't see any reason to complain. I thought she was awesome as Pinhead. I agree. And was very effective. I thought Pinhead was uh, literally my favorite thing in this movie. I thought Jamie Clayton knocked it out of the park. My only complaint with the Cenobites and before we list them out and go by one by one. They looked a little too clean for me in this movie. Um, I liked the design of the characters, but I wanted, you know, you look at the old 80s ones, right? Especially in Hellbound Hellraiser 2. They look kind of grimy with their weird, like, leather shit on. Everybody looks kind of sweaty. Yes, and these are so clean. And they glisten, too. It's not, you know what it reminds me of? It's like a bodybuilder with oil rather than it being some, like, gnarly slime that should have, like, bits of blood. It really does look like what we were joking about at the beginning. It looks like we had. The, the like analog tech Cenobites and now we have like the Apple Store Cenobites because they're all like white, <laughs> polished. There's no black leather. Everybody even Cenobite though... genius bar. Yeah, there's a, there's a scene where they can get polished and cleaned up. Pinhead needs a firmware update. <laughs> uh, so yeah, high marks from both of us for Jamie Clayton as uh, Pinhead. She rocked it, man. We we loved her in this. And I, I... by the way, that character doesn't, uh, to me, that character, the cleanness of that character because... I would say Pinhead is almost like their, you know, leader figure. So it actually For sure. to, to see her clean, pristine, that to me didn't bother me. When it got to like the chatter and some of the other ones, they you're I totally agree with you. They just felt very sleek. And I yeah. and some of the detail felt Way a too little clean. too like they didn't add too much detail. It was more like large forms of like, oh, here's yeah. muscle. I wanted to see like, you know tearing in the edge of things yeah and i like, wanted things to be wetter more glistening yeah. um and i'm not like a i'm not like a bdsm person at all no shame if you're <laughs> that person but like i missed the leather i missed the leather the leather There's was a something good look about for that texture too i'm not like, into those... leather i'm not into it i'm sorry oh, the producer in the booth is doing some whip motion listen so I... she's joking i think people now are gonna take her seriously <laughs> She's full of shit, everybody. I don't like leather, okay? You're and gonna see Matt, me in the leather Matt, bar no. from Police Academy 2, leathering it up. You're gonna get leather chaps now. No leather chaps, oh my God. This episode, Jesus. That's, that's Matt's next HHN no. outfit. That's my, chap. that's my Cenobite. That's my Cenobite character, the assless chap character. My two butt cheeks are separated. Butt cheeks like pulled open with like fish yep. hooks. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Uh, I did want to call out the Chatterer. I thought that was so badass. So we, the only other OG Cenobite that makes an appearance in this new one is the Chatterer. To me, all the other ones were new. Mm-hmm. Um, the Chatterer, who's the guy just with those giant teeth in the front, he's awesome. Although, killing him off, I have a huge problem with. I was just excited to see him because I thought, oh boy, we're going to start to see Butterball and CD and some of the other ones. Nope, they never show up. Um, but I thought the, the chatterer was cool to see him. We have another Cenobite that Wikipedia tells me is called the Weeper, a Cenobite who bleeds from her eyes. Was that the one that looked like really kind of like had the black, just like straight up pupils? You know what's weird? So, yeah, I think I think that's I believe that's her. But some of them looked a little too similar. Yes, she looked and very I similar to, to the like one that lose... had um had like a mask over her face where she yeah. couldn't breathe. Is that the one that like slowly that I actually liked that where there was layers of this mask that kept getting yes. pulled off. That was yes. cool. But then unfortunately that that was the one that I believe gets stuck in the gate. So it was like, yeah, yes. aw, well, that one. Yeah, was that cool. that might have been the gasp, a Cenobite whose deformation hinders her breathing. And there's oh, also yeah. asphyx, asphyx, not <laughs> asphyx, like fix your ass, like asphyxiation, like asphyx. I shouldn't have said asphyx. <laughs> A sphinx. You put a little too much emphasis on the ass. I don't know the difference. Listen, I don't know the difference between asphyx and gasp. They're the same character. By the way, looking through these these Cenobite names, it's like the mother, the mask, 
ass fix. I'm like, who the <laughs> fuck? Which one was which? This one's the gasp. Like, yeah. which, the, which fucking one? We need, which? like, Pokemon cards, like, where we can see the Cenobite, see the name, <laughs> yeah. see their little factors and shit. Yeah. Well, here's the thing is, like, outside of Pinhead and the Chatter, some of them just kind of blend together, or at least for me. And totally. I was like, well, you know what? Here's what I was thinking. They had what they should have done is whoever did the aesthetic for that Silent Hill remake. You know how dirty and filthy Pyramid Head and the and the nurses look? That's what yes, this movie those nurses needed. for sure. And this one was a little bit too pristine and packaged. And I um, wanted to see more dirt. I agree. I 100% on that. Wait, I we didn't do this. So wait, can we reveal what you wrote yeah. on the paper? What did you By write the way, down? Did, did you want to rate the movie? Are we getting or have we hit that section? We'll get there. I just am okay. curious to see oh, what so you, you wrote just down. Wanted to see the uh, suspense was killing you. Are you ready? I'm going to flip yes. this to you. Here we Let go. Mark's going to reveal right. his prediction. So you can read it. Ready? His predictive note. Here we go. It just says ass. Ass fix. <laughs> Matt didn't really like it. Yes. Dude. Mark called it. Dude, you know what we should of this do? Episode. We should give this away to someone. Yes. If you want Mark's psychic note that he wrote where he guessed correctly that I didn't really like it. I'll sign it too. I think that is exactly <laughs> right. I think that's exactly the term. That's exactly what I said too. I didn't really like this. Uh, there were things I liked, but I didn't really like this movie. Like when it comes time to recommend, I don't know if I can recommend this new Hellraiser, especially because if I think like, am I going to watch it again? Rewatchability? No. Could I recommend it to people? Not really, because Hellraiser is already such a specific thing, specific audience. At, you know, it's a very small percentage of, of not just movie fans, but horror fans that like. Doesn't it feel Hellraiser. like it's a niche, niche of it the is horror a niche, genre? Niche. It's that's what I'm saying. Those like, people are probably super loyal just because yes. of how niche. And they'll it is. watch any Hellraiser movie, and they'll like any Hellraiser movie. Um, so I'm I I don't know that I could recommend the new Hellraiser. Like I you liked a lot of things about it, but I, I don't know. This is one of the few times where I'll be like, you know, the the IMDb rating for this movie is warranted. I think a six is good. And it's enough for me to actually, I think I would recommend it because first of all, I love David Bruckner. I do like the Hellraiser series. Where and does this rate in your David Bruckner filmography? Is I'm this... going to say that I'm, unfortunately it's not, I would say the night house. Wow. The ritual, the signal, this movie. You got to watch think... his VHS stuff, man. Well, he, you know, it's crazy. He's doing, they're doing VHS 85 with him. So there's yeah. another one coming out. So I do, I think I'm going to have to There's two because there's VHS yeah. 99 that's coming like this year. And then next year, I think it's VHS 85. Oh, okay. Well, um, I think I will catch up with them. Just, I do love his work. So for me personally, I understand that it, it's really not, it's, it, it was, I'll be it's honest. Pain, it was, it's pain, it's paining you. It pains you to say this. Yeah. But yeah. I honestly think there was Mark, enough cool pain shit. is pleasure yeah exactly pain is pleasure <laughs> by the way rick and morty did uh a, a yeah, little they did ep- was that I last have, season I they did a whole that. xenobite yeah, thing and I it was really it good before this oh <laughs> and part of me was starting to laugh at certain things <laughs> i went but it's hard to recommend this movie so, but i am yeah. going to i'm sorry so you, it's a wreck <laughs> from you let's be clear sorry because yeah. i keep interrupting you it's a wreck from mark it's you know what I'm gonna just say no. It's not a wreck from me. So Mark is yes, I'm no. Mark predicted correctly. Good. <laughs> Kevin Eubanks and the Tonight Show Cenobites predict, predicted this. Hey, I'd watch that show. That sounds great. Mark, who's your favorite Cenobite? Should we just get a list of Cenobites going? Cenobites. Gonna, well, are we talking about across the board? Every just iteration. Movie? Let's see. Let's share my screen again. Mark. I'll need photos for this, I think. Here we go. But I, th- I think I know who it is. Do we have a gallery? List of Cenobites. Here we go. Oh, Jesus. We're not, we, need, we need pictures of this. Can we get pictures? Oh, okay. We have some people. Who the fuck is this? Oh, never mind. <laughs> this is a nightmare. Mark, sorry. <laughs> No. How about we just restrict it to this movie? Just to this movie. There you go. Perfect. Who are your uh, favorite? Who was your favorite Cenobite in Hulu's Hellraiser 2022? I think I'm going to have to go with Pinhead. Yeah, it's the it's the obvious choice, but I'm going to go Pinhead as well. And if we're oh, since we're so, OK, we'll do How about how this? And if we OK, so because I do want to kind of do a comparison, too. So I guess between 
this and the original, I'll say that I like the pinhead for this better, but I think the supporting Cenobites are significantly cooler in the original. Agreed. Agreed, 100%. I act, I am in lockstep agreement with Mark. I miss the leather. I miss the sweating. I miss the glistening. <laughs> also, though, I will applaud the them. I think it is, it is worth applauding. They could have CG'd the fuck out of these guys, and they didn't. They saved the CG for the Leviathan, for some of the cool sort of hellish uh, world-building visuals, but the Cenobites themselves are all practical. Did you see that bit? I'm going to share my fucking screen again. Did you see that bit where Jamie Clayton shows you her in the makeup chair? No, Becoming Pinhead? Check this out. I might have to mute some of it because it got music, but here we go. <laughs> the makeup takes four hours to do and about 45 minutes to an hour to remove. All right, I'm, I'm muting this part. You could see her. I mean, she looks so happy. It's funny seeing her smile. A lot of prosthetics in the suit in is head. very heavy and it's very tight and very constricting. There you go. Very tight, Jeez. very constricting, she says. Look at her, though. It's funny to see Pinhead checking an iPhone. Oh, it's wild. Isn't it crazy that she sounds just like Pinhead, though? Yeah. Her voice, they didn't have to modulate her voice too much. I That's just kind of naturally it, how she sounds. She sounds amazing as Pinhead. It's yeah. Perfect casting, in my opinion. She was great, man. She's the MVP of the movie. And similar to the originals, right? Doug Bradley. Pinhead was the MVP of those movies. Yeah. So it makes sense that Jamie Clayton, the new Pinhead, is the MVP of this one. By the way, didn't you... Did, so for me, it's sort of like the those original Cenobites were like, you know, there are varying sizes and look. Yes. Like they had some really crazy shit. And then this one, it was like, once you got past uh, uh, the Chatter and Pinhead, they all kind of felt like they were different clones of each other with yes very even we couldn't details. even tell the difference between ass fix and the yeah. and the what's the other one iron lung or whatever <laughs> yeah iron, iron lung. lung sounds like a a transformer cenobite <laughs> iron the lung is, the one oh by the way the other thing that really bothered me and i'm kind of, i was also like okay this is your last shot why didn't you do this with physical effects the transformation oh yeah could have been really cool but it felt way too CG. I mean, I could see what they were going for and it yeah. would have been really cool, but the reliance It was bad on CG, CG too. It, it looked like it look fucking like a video game. It looked like Ultraviolet. Remember that movie with uh, oh, yeah. Mila Jovovich? That level yeah. of CG? <laughs> yeah. At the end, the final scene is Roland becoming basically becoming a Cenobite, right? Because he he gets he selects power. Yeah. And you so then you enter service to the Leviathan and um he becomes a Cenobite. And it should be really cool, but it looks like a PS1 game. It yeah, was so silly bad. looking. Yeah, it was an odd note. I almost would have rathered like just heard it or had some kind of suggestion of it versus seeing it because it did not look as cool, I think. Yeah. As they wanted it to. Just like it's funny save because it you, for the you really time. like the movie, but you have a lot of criticisms. <laughs> yeah, I'm very like I'll be I'm if some if I don't like something, I won't force myself. You really into are like it, the yeah. six out of ten. You're really like holding that six strong. Yeah, because... it's I'm telling you, it's a tough balance though, because it's really teetering toward that five yeah. sometimes, you know. Even the, I loved the, just the cinematography too. It was a beautiful movie to look yeah, at. I want to say, who shot this? Eli Bourne is this cinematographer. I've never heard of him or her before. Eli Bourne. The Bourne Stuntacular. The Bourne, Eli Bourne Stuntacular. <laughs> Eli Bourne on the 4th of July. Um, <laughs> I love how did a good we, job. it has a very naturalistic look to it. It doesn't have that hyper stylized look to it. Yeah. But at the same time, it does have that a bit of that nostalgia factor in terms of like, you know, strong, like colder bluish keys that were yes. used back in 80s, 90s cinematography. So there is a, t it, I think the way his movies look, they mesh well with the Hellraiser universe. I just, Honestly, yeah. I'm sincerely hoping that they give him a chance to do the second one, but with a better script and perhaps more money to incorporate more physical effects instead of relying on CG. I That's mean, why it, I'd love to push this movie because I do want people to see it because I'd love to see another version of yeah, it. Yeah, I do wonder how um, this did, how this performed for Hulu. It might still be too early to tell. It just came out. Yeah, it came out while Mark and I were were traveling. So the fact that we were able to wrangle up this quickie mini episode <laughs> is a feat unto itself. Um, Mark, my 40 minute timer is about to go off. I think did we successfully wanna, did it. Do you want to do some wrecks, by the way? Do you have time? Yeah.
Let's do it. If you got some, I got a couple. Here we go. I'm gonna wreck it, wreck it, wreck it, wreck it, wreck, wreck, wreck it. I'm gonna wreck it, wreck it, wreck it, wreck it, wreck, wreck, wreck it. Well, I'm facts, not recommendations, but thank you. Kind of spooky if you think about it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Shout out Mr. to Mr. Suspicious, Suspicious <laughs> who finally made a kind of spooky if you think about it clip for Aspot to play. So we thank him for that. <laughs> and we thank Aspot for playing the clip on time. Good job, buddy. Mark Rex, this week, I will let you kick oh. us off. Okay. What in the hail see. you got, baby? Let's see what we got. Um, I think I'm going to, to keep it spoopy, I'm going to do. and keep it spoopy, dude. Uh, let's see. I'm going to go with, because you and I had seen this with, at HHN and it was such an amazing experience, I'm going to have to recommend Trick or Treat. We got to see yes. it in the theater, thanks to Matt. And that was, to see it on the big screen, and especially after all that time, it's a gorgeous movie and it's awesome. So that's my first rec. Thank you. Yes, I am going to jump on that, too. It'll also be a co-rec for me. My first rec was Trick or Treat, uh, one of my all-time favorite movies. I watch it every year, mostly on Halloween, but this year was different. We were in HHN. They re-released it for the 15th anniversary on the big screen, and Mark and I were lucky enough to go to, like, the nicest cinema in Orlando. Oh, my God. It was And we got to see Trick or Treat together on the big screen, and it was an incredible experience to see Sam do his thing on the big screen. I've only ever seen this movie on video prior to this. So it's incredible to see. And the movie plays great on the big screen. Oh, yeah. Um, it was such a treat. If you can get out there and see Trick or Treat in the theater, I believe it's only playing at Regal Cinemas. Go to your local Regal and fuck it. Go get a ticket for Trick or Treat. It's totally worth it. Awesome, man. What's next for you, buddy? Well, I'll do. How many do you have, by the way? Because I have a bunch. I think I only have two or three more, but you can. Okay. Yeah, go for so, it. So I'm going to bunch two of these together, and they're both horror films. Uh, and they were wrecked here before by. Matt, so I finally got a chance to watch Wolf and Jennifer's Body, and I loved both of them. Jennifer's Body, I was like really pleasantly surprised about because when I saw the the trailer for it and um, the posters when it first came out, it just kind of felt like one of those like cheesy teen horror films. But it's a lot more than that. It's very well made. It's it's a good it's a good horror movie in teeny bopper clothing. That's what it is. It looks like a teeny bopper movie, but it's not. It really isn't hell yeah and and wolf how did wolf, how did i you like wolf it. i thoroughly love what'd it. you think of that final wolf battle it's awesome isn't like that the, great the build i actually like that it was slow and of course like michelle pfeiffer is amazing beautiful james is james spader right he's yes awesome in it that's the that like weaselly guy it's the, kind of funny it's like a wolf. weird yeah <laughs> it's sort of like this this treaties on like i guess the corporate world and like edging people out in terms of it's funny because and it just uses it under the guise of a werewolf movie so i that, that was super fun and it was it looks good too i love oh, it, it looks great yeah it looks great and the makeup's so fun in that i'm oh, glad yeah. you got to see both of those poor mark mark actually watches my rex and he <laughs> fucking bought the night house for me and i hadn't watched it um I'm sorry. I'm going to get to that. I swear. <laughs> yeah. um, my next wreck is Mayhem. I, f- I watched Mayhem. This was an older movie, I think from 2017 or 2016, directed by Joe Lynch. Um, it's on Tubi. So if you don't mind commercials, you can watch Mayhem. It's with Samara Weaving, who rules. We love her from Ready or Not, The Babysitter, a bunch of other things. Bill and Ted face the music. She is, teams up with Steven Yeun, I believe, from Invincible. And they, it's kind of like the Belco experiment where this crazy drug or this virus is released into the air into an office building and it turns all the office people like homicidal. But whereas the Belco experiment sucked, sorry, this didn't. Um, this did what I wanted the Belco experiment to do. Samara Weaving kicks all kinds of ass in it. So does Steven Yun. Really bloody, fun. I love the way it's directed by Joe Lynch. Check it out, Mayhem. You can watch it on Tubi. Ooh, wow. You can watch it on Tubi and get some Little Caesars commercials. (laughs) (laughs) Little Caesars. (laughs) Mark, what's next for you? (laughs) Okay, so here's one that's, this is not a horror film. And let's see, since I I think I, okay, so I'm going to do, I'll do two recs because they kind of go go hand in hand. I saw The Woman King with my girlfriend in the theater, and it's awesome. It's really good. For all those dumb guys that are like, women don't know how to make action movies, you're meh. Go see this movie. It's dope. It's super fun. There's some <laughs> moments in there 
where I was like, my girlfriend and I were just like cringing because it's so like it was very painful. Well, story's great, acting's awesome. Doesn't rely too much on CG. It felt like, yeah, there's some cheesy moments, but whatever. All those these type of movies have those cheesy moments with the speech and the blah, blah. so get over that, whatever. It's really fun. It's a good looking movie, great soundtrack, excellent sound design. Wow. So I worth worth the hype yeah. because it's I've heard nothing but but praise for it. I know it made a big splash when it came out. So good to hear that it's like yeah, a it, good movie. It's awesome. It takes its time to tell the story. It's really well done. I loved it. And the other one is like these were two movies that are kind of making fun of just because I'm an ass. The other one I saw was Elvis, and holy shit, that was really good. I was really? actually mad at myself that I didn't see it in the theater because the way he shoots it. It's very kinetic. It's almost on, it's kind of like almost on a Danny Boyle level of kinetic wow. camera moves and just seeing crazy shit. The whoever, I forget the actor's name, but whoever played, I was making fun of him. And I think stuff, that guy's that name guy's is Austin good. Butler. Is yeah, Austin name. Butler is awesome. Very, really good movie wow. and awesome story. I actually thought Tom Hanks was probably the weakest character. He felt a little bit cartoony and caricature. Looked like he was doing a lot of wig acting, like a lot yeah. of makeup acting. It's like, here's my fat suit acting. You know what yes. I mean? Like and... he was doing his version of the nutty professor in the yeah. giant fat suit. <laughs> so that felt, that was weird, but overall really good movie. And that's on HBO Max. So check it out if you're into his backstory. And it's actually very, it's a very sad. I and like it. I didn't under, I didn't know that side of Elvis in his backstory. So it was very revealing and also depressing well yeah. you've made me interested in it um that's one i'm probably gonna wait to check out after halloween i'm trying to keep it trying to keep it like tommy nuggets yeah. like <laughs> after halloween i'll catch my uh non-horror movies um <laughs> uh, but i've been watching a lot of fun non-horror tv that i'll talk about in a minute uh my next wreck my last movie wreck um so on the way to hhn on the plane i always watch movies on the plane and i try to either watch movies i don't care about or movies I've seen many times because a plane is not a great venue to watch a movie. Uh, and I went up watching just to get ready for Halloween ends. I watched Halloween and Halloween kills. And when oh. I say Halloween, I mean, 2018. Um, I'm not recommending Halloween kills. Cause I still think it's a garbage fire. Although I liked it a little more this time around than I did last time when I really trashed it. There were things I liked, but it's still a fucking mess, but Halloween 2018, I will stand by and still go to bat for and say is a great addition to the franchise. I really, I love it. Like it's, it's, I think it's a fucking sound movie. I love to see Laurie and Michael fighting. So I'm hyped. I'm really excited for Halloween ends. It's getting a bunch of crazy divisive reviews right now. People Ooh. saying everybody's going to hate it. So, which only makes me way more interested in seeing it because if something is divisive, it can't be boring. So that's fun. So um, I'm actually going to do some quick crossover promotion. I'm going to be reviewing Halloween ends with the genre geeks. We're going to oh, finish nice. our Halloween series. So go to the genre geeks feed and check out our Halloween ends podcast. Probably going to be out late next week or something We're we're all going to see it and talk about it. So I'm ready, man. Halloween 2018 is my wreck. It played great on the plane. Halloween kills was a little better, but that may have just been because I was on an airplane and I had no other choice. <laughs> <laughs> What's next for you? Anything? All right. So I have one. This is, they're both very similar. My brother, is over here visiting me so he had not seen born on the fourth of july and i had just seen it so i he's like can you show me the first few minutes and i was like yeah sure and then we wound up i watched it again with him and that wow. movie is awesome you know that's weird because after you see apocalypse now the vietnam scenes and in any other movie just seem like low budge and shitty and but really cheap after you get out of the Vietnam sequence in this one, where it looks like they were basically shooting in like some LA beach, I was like, wow, Vietnam's a beach town? It just didn't look like <laughs> Vietnam. You know, there's like barely any vegetation, but that's an awesome movie. It's cool to see Tom Cruise before he was like the big action star where he was actually. He was still trying movies. to win an Oscar. Yeah, he was. But it, it, watching this movie, my, I told my brother was like watching a really good play on because the performances are so damn good. And then after this, we saw Dead Presidents, was, which as we were watching, it is very similar to Born on the Fourth of July. It's like a group of friends. They go to Vietnam. Crazy shit happens. And that's them returning home and how they deal with it. So Dead Presidents, fucking awesome movie. Great movie. And so was Born on the Fourth of July. So those were the two, and it's a big really... fucking erect penis, yeah. mom. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> but that was that was like a really fun double feature to do. So if you can do it, try them out together. It's really fun. I like it. Have yourself a little Vietnam night. Yeah. <laughs> Viet night, as they call it. Um, my, I have three more left. I'll just do two really quick together. I'll do a pair. Before I left for my trip, I forgot to call this out. Thanks to Tommy Nuggets. I'll give him a shout out in his show. Check this shit out. He did a whole franchise podcast about the Child's Play franchise, every movie in the Child's Play series. And I wanted to listen to it, but before I li- I wanted to go back and rewatch, because I had just rewatched one and two. I hadn't rewatched three, and I was like, I really want to rewatch three before I listen to Tommy's show. And because of Tommy's show, I wound up rewatching Child's Play 3 and Bride of Chucky together as a double oh, nice. feature. I watched them both on Peacock, all the Chucky movies except for the original. I want to say, but every Chucky movie, every sequel, everything, even the TV series, it's all on Peacock right now. Um, so if you want to have a whole child's play day, you can do it. Matt's trying uh, not to open up his box set. <laughs> yeah, I'm really trying. Like, I, I did. I opened up one and two on 4K. I have not opened up three on 4K, so I was able to watch it on Peacock. Um, it's right next to the night house. <laughs> it is, yeah. The night house is like a paperweight. We use it as a coaster at my house. Hey, you got that night house coaster? Oh, good. I have a really sweaty drink. <laughs> um, uh, Dude, Child's Play 3, I always, uh, I just wanted to point out quickly, I always used to hate Child's Play 3 because I thought it was the weakest of the original trilogy and it takes place at a military school. It's really weird. And the same actor, Andy Barkley, is like a different, it's like Andy Barkley's played by a different guy. And I was like, I don't care about this. And rewatching it this time, I liked it a lot. It's really fun. It's got some great set pieces. The final climactic uh, set pieces, it's tough to beat the Toy Factory at the end of two. At the end of this, Chucky lures his kids into... Uh, a carnival and it's like an old haunted house ride that's on a that's on a roller coaster track like a spook house ride oh, it's called shit. the devil's lair it's got really crazy production design the final fight takes place inside the ride as as cars are whipping by it's awesome definitely rewatch child's play 3 if you haven't uh checked it out in a while um and then go listen to our buddy tommy's uh child's play pod about it because it was really good yeah check out his show he's awesome. really good mark what do you got next Okay, so I'm down to my final two. So I'll just put them both together and they're both um, shows. So another show I've been watching with my girlfriend is Dahmer on Netflix. Oh, and shit. It is actually, there are some things because I used to follow the case and read a lot about it. They're, they do change some stuff around, but at the same time, it's re- it's, it gives you... Actually, Mr. Suspicious was the one who recommended this, this uh, show to me initially. And he says there's like this sense of foreboding and dread. And when you're in the scenes with, with Dahmer, it's like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. How's that, uh, how's that Evan Peters? He's a good he's actor. He's awesome. He's one of my favorite actors. So yeah, he's good. I've man. always liked him. Some, I'll tell you good. one thing. Sometimes they, and this is like a trope that they always do with these serial killer shows. They always try to play them too creepy. and And I'm like... These were very, they're intelligent. They're still human beings. Can, yeah, to <laughs> yeah. be, think about it. They lord people into their houses. Right. So you're you not, go, you're not going in if you're scared right creep. away. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They need, I think some, the, the only problem I have with it is they kind of need to make it more like he's more charismatic. Because the way he acts, sometimes you're like, yeah, there's no fucking way anyone's going to go with this guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> Not going into your house. So there's there's that. Uh, outside of that, so far, so good. I still have to finish it, but I am enjoying it. It's very well made. It it's How far it along are you? Great. I'm about four episodes in. Damn. And the way they divide it. Here's the one thing I told my girlfriend. I, I was like, this show feels like they actually wanted to make a good uh, show about a serial killer it didn't feel like a cash grab cheapo shit oh, that's you know nice. where they you know where they make them and it's just like you know yep. they, all the actors look kind of low budge like the it's the, like porno uh, level acts look like shit the cinematography is yep. terrible and okay let me reveal this really quick because i think you'll enjoy i try to watch jeepers creepers reborn it was so fucking awful and so poorly made similar to those like you know serial killer docs that i was talking about i turned it off after 35 seconds they did not have the money to shoot in a back road this old couple being chased by a truck that says beating you on the license plate (laughs) that looks so fake is it so bad it's good is it funny 
it no. made me angry and i just turned it off God i was damn like it. i can't believe i wasted 35 <sighs> seconds of my life but i do actually i they want never to got close that. to that original jeepers creepers that's a great movie that first no, jeepers can't. creepers and it's the second fun. one is pretty fun too well justin long's in that first justin one long. So. our buddy justin long um some good shit. Oh, how did my... you watch reborn uh i i uh, okay yep yeah. yep the less said about that the better because i was like oh is it streaming i'm trying to check glad it out i did <laughs> I, it's do not give this movie money it does not deserve to make money it's a piece of shit well i could tell you mark is very serious about this on it. don't yeah. fucking buy jeepers it's creepers awful. reborn <laughs> watch dumber on netflix okay okay so the other other one i saw is this is not horror at all the rehearsal is oh yes weird and awesome and i thoroughly enjoyed it it's God, I very love bizarre Fielder. Do not read anything about it. Just jump into it and watch because it gets weird. Have and you watched crazy. any Nathan for you? I love that's one of my favorite. Dude, shows. I loved yeah. Nathan for you. And the rehearsal was great. Oh, you watched it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was it's great. Dope, right? Did that's you... a big time recommend. By the way, I didn't know anything about it. I was just like, I, I just saw a picture and you, I almost wish I hadn't and seen I just the picture. Started it. Yeah. But shit when you get into it it yeah, almost it's fucking feels... awesome yeah i don't want to spoil anything yeah. for anyone because it's awesome it's so good yeah that's on hbo max go watch that shit right now and that's i guess the last of my wrecks i got one more it's a halloween wreck but it's a silly one it's one that uh my wife and i have been watching the producer in the booth we've been hanging out uh one of our favorite things to watch every halloween is halloween wars uh where it's like a baking competition that oh, also that incorporates it, it's really cool it incorporates baking but it also incorporates pumpkin carving so you get these amazing pumpkin carvers in there to make these great sculptures and and sets out of pumpkin and then you have cake artists who make like really gnarly gory cakes Ooh. and stuff like zombie cakes and shit and they you know cleverly use all the food items to make it look as gross as possible wow. it's really fun we've been watching the new season of halloween wars and it's been just great halloween comfort tv that's so, cool you're um, kind of treating i like that you're treating halloween sort of like you know how most families treat christmas yes it's like you have the christmas story in the background totally. with specials that's yep. fucking cool we don't just have the movies we also have like our nice comforting halloween stuff that's why i'm really psyched like last episode patrick m recommended those halloween home improvement episodes that's i'm gonna great, dive into yeah. those probably today i'm gonna start watching those today or tomorrow oh that's so awesome. i'm pretty psyched about it because i want more halloween content i'm really trying to halloween it up this year me too. That's why I've been doing those double features. By Hell the way, yeah, I, you got it going have, on with those doubles. I got an admission to make too. If people thought I was bad on like the classic movies, I've never carved a pumpkin. Ever in life? Ever. Yeah, my family never celebrated Halloween. God damn it. So this I wish year, I would have known that at HHN. I'm going to do it. So yeah! I'll, I'll share that. Post some the, video uh, or some pictures yeah. or something. All right, that's it for us for Get Wrecked. Dude, thanks so much for doing this quick. This is a short episode. This is a quick mini episode for us, but like... This kind of nice to do. This was nice. We could do yeah. some of these sometimes. Mark's like, don't make me take two hours every week. <laughs> um, thank you for joining us for this quick mini edition of the Matt and Mark Movie Show. If you liked what you heard, please leave us a rating on Spotify. Please leave us a rating on Spotify. Please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Check out our link tree it's in our instagram at the matt and mark movie show we're very active there give us a follow check us out we could fucking talk to each other on instagram we're very active there um and some quick cross promo go to our youtube channel mark are you aware of this i put up a video version of our full hhn podcast now Ooh. it's not the best because i don't know how to work streaming shit so i had to like create it in premiere and it took a really long time but um you can watch the full video version of our hhn podcast the whole two hour thing is on youtube right now so if for some reason you want to watch us talk about it instead of just listening to us you can go to our youtube channel and check out the full hhn pod it's very cool wow, listen go easy on me it doesn't look great i need video help i don't know how this shit works and until we figure out a proper workflow with like some streaming tech so that we can easily like lay off i need to talk to dave from love of cinema like how he does audio plus video because they're doing all they're doing it all over there and i think i need to buy that guy like a giant beer and have him talk to me <laughs> about how to do that so 
yeah, go easy on me. I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm rusty on my video stuff. So, oh, I got some go ideas I can share with you, by the way, if you're interested. Oh, please do. Yeah. Fuck, please help me. Uh, anyway, that's us for this week. We're happy to talk to you again. Stay tuned. We're gonna have some more fun stuff uh, coming up. I don't. We won't. We'll have Mark. We had Mark here for this. We're not gonna have Mark next time. But stay tuned after that because we're gonna celebrate Mark's birthday for Black Adam. So there you go. But there might be a surprise episode right before that. So keep your eye on our feed. All right, everybody, that's it for us. Peace. Peace.